0: This is the Kindeo Equipping Podcast. We're Heath and Kara. We, uh, we have four kids. We've got an 18-year-old who's in Ames, a 16-year-old daughter who lives in uh, Tampa, Florida. Um, and then we've got two boys, a 14, 13, 13-year-old, soon to be 14, and a 10-year-old boy. My tan- <clears throat> yeah, my, Our daughter, is uh, she dances and hopes to dance professionally in ballet, so she's being trained down in Tampa. And so that is some unique struggles too that we'd be more than happy to open up about and and kind of tell you some of the things that uh how we handle that, and especially how Carrie handles that as a mom. Um, uh, we live in Old Wine or outside of Old Wine. We raise right now we raise kids, crops, and cattle. So uh that's kind of what we do up there. And uh, we uh we we haven't been believers our whole lives. We uh we kind of came to Christ uh, at the, towards the end of college uh, both of us met in Ames we made each other names and um, we'd love to go into that story sometime about how God just grabbed us and and uh, revealed his greatness and glory to us and and um, our salvation story is pretty cool um, we enjoy telling it but maybe not here right now just to save some time so Kara, do you have anything you want to add to that? All right, We're kind of this is kind of off the cuff because we didn't sit and rehearse all this. so so uh, if we uh, seem a little stuttery at times, I apologize. Um, so first off, let's just talk about that uh, stuff that's the first chapter on lost. And the biggest thing to remember about your kids, in my opinion, is that they aren't born saved. Um, I think we have this uh, this idea that our kids are um, born just perfect little beings, and we're just gonna mess them up and the things that we do wrong. Um, We can't have some influence our kids in wrong ways, trust me. But you have to remember that your children are born in this lost condition, and they need a Savior just as much as as anybody. And quite often, um, that's not the way we approach it. And, and we've made, I think I've made that mistake numerous times where I think, well, my kids are, they're kids, you know, they're, it's okay for them to make these mistakes. It's, it's, uh, things they need to be guided through and, uh, and things that they need to be, um, shepherded through. And that just comes with a lot of time and patience and, and, uh, and input. So. Yeah, we can go through. The, why don't we? Why don't we do some table discussion first, and then we can draw draw out the parables and things that were in the in the uh, text. Let's just ha- take five to ten minutes. I'll cut you off after maybe seven minutes or something, and we can go through those uh, those two sections on um,
1: autonomy, on
0: autonomy and self sufficiency.
1: And so autonomy being, I can do what I want. So your children and we all think we can do what I want, what we want. And then self sufficiency, I don't need help and um, just discuss these two lies together um, that really every child believes and, and we deep down believe that too as ourselves, right? Um, how do you see this in your children and then how do you parent through this?
0: And I'm going to ask for a couple examples from tables. So, you know, maybe if you have one thing from your table that you come up with that you think's is great, um, be ready to share it and we'll take a couple minutes to do that too. Yeah, so, so here's some struggles that we have as presenting up here that maybe some of you don't have to deal with yet. My wife is just telling me that uh I said, Well, why didn't you say more? You know, I kinda set you up there, what you got? And she goes, Well, I can't see my notes because of my glasses and And so when you get to this age, it's uh you have to struggle with other things. Um
1: And then your teenagers laugh at you because yeah. you can't see anything.
0: And and uh she said, maybe I could be a little more excited and, uh, in presenting here. And I just want you guys to know I'm super excited that you're here. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, ex- I mean, I'm looking at Clay. This guy, he, uh, t- I remember two times talking to Clay that I'll remember. One was when he told me he was getting married. We, we have assigned seats here at Candeo, if you didn't know that. So usually we sit somewhere within the same throwing distance of each other. And I remember the day he said, I'm getting married. And this is the woman I'm marrying. And I remember, uh, it wasn't that long ago now, when he, he looked down at me and said, I'm going to have a baby, and I said, there's a parenting class coming up, and here he is, so that's really encouraging and cool to see that. Uh, it
1: is really encouraging to see all of you guys here, so thank you for being here. Yep.
0: So anyway, well, that's, what are some examples that you guys had of your kids and uh, your autonomy struggles that you have with at your, in your homes? Just one or two examples. Yeah, I mean, we struggle with that, too. The the struggle is, if you couldn't hear it, that getting your kids to eat decent food. um, Guess what? They'll do it when they're 17, too. They'll act the same way. They won't. I mean, some, maybe your first two, your older kids were a little better. But, I mean, yesterday we were working. um, uh, We were picking corn, and my son's like, man, I'm hungry. He's running grain cart for me. He's thirteen, and I'm like, "Yep, we're gonna get some food here." I told you to eat something before we left an hour ago, and to bring something along. No, no, mom will stop at McDonald's and get me a cheeseburger. And I'm like, you know, you're. Clayton. And I did. I and saved she him. Because we spoil. <laughs> but actually, it's just more of a need-based thing because I need a grain cart operator, and so if he runs out of fuel, we're we're in a bad position. So anyway, um. So yeah, that doesn't change as kids get older. And and you know, the sleep thing, you think it's a hard time to get your one year old to sleep? Get your sixteen year old to go to bed at a decent time so that they can wake up the next day and be productive in society in general. I mean that's that's a challenge. And and uh and to just roll out of bed before eight. We homeschool, so our kids sleep in a little bit, so we kind of got to push them sometimes and say, hey, we have a schedule here. You need to stay with the schedule. You, uh, you, you, there's, there's things you have to do and, and to be productive. How about uh, any other examples other than sleeping and eating? Yeah, and it changes. It, it, sometimes it changes quickly, <laughs> and sometimes it just, you, on the slow grind, you kind of lose track of where you need to be. The clothes thing doesn't change either. Just you know, this morning, a 10-year-old was like, my shirt's too long, hangs down too far, I can't Real sleep. Feels I gave him a choice. I said, it's going to be tough sitting through Beliefs without a shirt on. I said, but if you're willing to do it, I'm willing to let you. Yes. You know? I said, you know, you can, and, and he thought, and he...
1: He said, Dad, you wouldn't do that.
0: I said, yes, I would. So, uh, but uh, that's And right. he would. He would. They'd run around the house with shirts on, or without shirts on most of the time anyway, so it wouldn't be much of a change. Um, self-sufficiency. What's a great example of that in, in your home? This one it uh, it it manifests it more as your kids get older. Um, and we'll and,
1: speak to some of that later. I think.
0: Yeah, and by the time you know our experience is by your time the time your kids are sixteen, you know, you're they are they better be approaching self sufficiency by that time. And the problem is, most, quite often they're not. Um, at least what we've seen in our in our family. So. Um, it's it's a challenge um they they th- they need help and you have to be patient and yes in the back
1: No, they can't filter it. Right, so now you're showing, um, you know, these kids that are, you know, I don't need your help. I can, I can somehow filter my mind to where it's a good thing through
0: these apps, and they, they can't. You know, it's, it's going to end up being, you um, know, being bad. So that was just an example that we came up with for, for, for self-sufficiency. And that's a great example because quite often when you hear this term self-sufficiency, you think, I can make my choices on what to eat or, or how to drive, but you're talking about character choices now and, and heart choices and what you're going to do and where your mind's going to go about things. And kids, the, wisdom is just a compilation of mistakes, in my opinion. And so we've got a lot, but they don't want that wisdom from us. And the, the, the hard part is pointing them back towards the wisdom of not just my life and the mistakes I've made, but the wisdom that the Bible brings. And, uh, you know, there's numerous ways to do that. Kara, you, you've had well, some I thoughts. think
1: that's, that's the thing that we have to do um, because they, they don't want to listen to us, especially when they're teenagers. But even, you know, younger than that, um, and if you can get them to listen to God and God's wisdom and really desire that, Then you can reach their heart. And maybe that leads us into the next.
0: Yeah, that kind of leads us into the next section about um, a foolishness. And what you're kind of describing is they're just foolish people and they don't know um, right and wrong. I mean, (laughs) they think what is right is correct. And the chapter in the book just. Went through a whole uh, that one paragraph where he's talking about a fool does this and a fool does that. I was like, yeah. Not only do I struggle with that, my kids struggle with that. It's very obvious to to all of us. It was a great chapter. If you could just great paragraph. If you could just read that one, you can kind of get the whole uh, thoughts of that uh, that whole chapter. So um, we're going to talk some more about electronics and stuff, maybe in that candid time towards the end, and give you some things that we do and some things we've seen. and uh, things that we wish we would have done <laughs> and, and are starting to do even now. Um, so, but why don't we take a minute and just talk about the, the four um, uh, thoughts about glory, wisdom, story, and welcome that were from the next chapter on foolishness and kind of how you, are, you approach that or what you brought from the chapter that made you go, oh, I need to do this, or here's something that I can do better. All right, if we can start gathering our thoughts. And, and while we're waiting, I'll I'll talk about foolishness as a parent a little bit. Just so you guys know, um, you're not done. There's good stuff. I was going to stop a minute ago, and I heard somebody say one of these tapes, like, very loudly, I'm... I think that, and so I was like, I better wait till that person finishes their thought because that's good. Um, Foolishness also goes into parenting as well, and when you're disciplining and correcting your kids, I would hope that you um, always take a moment to realize if you're doing it in foolish ways. When you know, uh, there's there's times that uh, I want my kids to go to bed just so I can go watch a movie with my wife. You know, what is my motivation behind discipline and correction sometimes? Just just something to think about. And as your kids are little, they don't catch that all the time. But as they get older, they realize you're just being selfish. Um, so it's something to think about. Um, what are some thoughts on these four, four subjects and four topics that you guys have that uh, came out of your tables that were good? Yeah. A great, a great time to always, um, share the salvation stories and prayer time with your kids. You know, it's a great opportunity to make that part of your prayer with them. Not just praying for this person's sickness, not praying for, those are all good things that we should be praying for, but at the same time, always coming back to the salvation provided through Christ. Because if you pray a lot, they're going to hear that a lot and it'll get ingrained into their hearts. Uh, that Proverbs uh, 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. I mean, that is something that uh, we need to really push into our kids' head. We have a, 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 a mirror at our house that is in our living room. And lately, my wife's been putting verses up there. Right now, the subject matter is um, getting along with your brother. So there's a series of verses that are that and these aren't three year olds. These are like thirteen year olds they're having to do this because they need it too. and uh, and I think and this one needs to get into the rotation.
1: <laughs> yeah. And one of the ways we do that is they, they've been they've been fighting so much lately. And so I'd found maybe ten verses um, and let them choose. So I just printed out cards. And let them choose which verse they wanted to memorize. They chose a short one. The
0: first week you did a long one, but then the second week was yeah. a short
1: one. Um, little do they know we're going to memorize all of them. But <laughs> So we'll get to the long ones. But letting them take some of that ownership and, and just talking to them and saying, hey, you know, getting to their heart and saying, what what is the problem here? You know, why are you guys fighting? Asking good questions and then saying, would you guys like to memorize a Bible verse? and maybe that could help you guys and we could talk about that when you guys are struggling with fighting and so um, you know this week it's been Proverbs 15 one, a gentle answer turns away anger but a harsh word stirs up wrath and so sometimes when they're fighting you know Simon will turn around and he'll go Owen a harsh word stirs up wrath and he'll you know yell <laughs> and so it's been kind of a fun thing in our house too just talking about that all through the week and they're not perfect and there's times when I, when I think, what are you doing? Why are you fighting again? Um, but at least we have that there and we can point each, each other to that verse and they'll sometimes point me to that verse too. Yeah. When when you
0: yell and, or I yell, they'll, they'll point us back to it. They're getting to that age where they can correct. And then it's, then it's an, it's an opportunity to check your own pride and just to, to come alongside them. And they'll respect you more when you apologize to your kids for the um, wrong things that you've done. And, uh, you know, the, the fourth point about confession, and uh, the, the fourth topic was welcome. And in there he talked about confession um, and getting your kids to practice confession. Um, one of the things that I, I, I thought of in that is, like, they don't want to confess sometimes. And they want to, uh, in the moment, very rarely will they ever want to confess. In that moment when you're pulling your kid aside and saying, hey, this is what you've done wrong, you know, they might own it and say, yeah, I didn't do that right. But they're not going to confess and ask for forgiveness in that moment because we've got one kid who really hold on. He's proud. And sometimes he's proud of his sin. (laughs) So he wants to own that for a little bit longer so and in the heat he's not going to let you win. So just give it a give it an hour. Give it 2 hours. Come back to it the next day and say remember that. And and uh, now they've had time to get the chemicals out of their brain that are causing them to be aroused and the fight attitude and when those chemicals are gone, they'll understand what they've done wrong and and they'll come back and and they'll own it then and then usually the hard attitudes much better. So but you want to solve that problem right now. You want to say what you have to say and it's because you're being foolish, maybe, and you don't want to take the time to do it later. So, um, yeah, that's that's one input on that. Do you have anything else you wanted to share, Kara?
1: Oh, I just um, thought of asking them good questions, and I'm not always good at thinking of questions in the moment, um, but but just maybe even writing down some questions and having those in your toolbox. And one thing I ask our 13-year-old is, Hey, you know, and this is after the moment, like he was talking about, we come back later and we sit down and we talk, Hey, do you, are you wanting to follow God? And I mean, it's always, yes, but it gets him to go. uh, Yes, I do. You know, really thinking about what he wants in his heart versus what do mom and dad want from me and getting him to look to God and just say, I want to follow God. I want to do what's right in God's eyes. So just asking them good questions.
0: Yeah, does anybody else have anything they want to share from their table discussions before we kind of change the topics here and...